What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And if you want more of the Where the Bear podcast, all you got to do go to the iTunes page, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you are in there. That is all that it takes. Also, you can check us out on SoundCloud, search Golden Grizzlies as well. Today, men's soccer on the docket. Head coach Eric Pogue joining us, and coach. Before we talk about the gauntlet that's coming up, and, and there'll be a whole side discussion to this, you guys this Saturday getting ready to head out to Northern Kentucky, big one at home on Tuesday night when Ohio State comes calling Detroit Mercy in town for homecoming, a game that'll be on local TV here in Detroit on TV20, and then at Michigan State. So by my math, Coach, Whoa. that's uh, that's 10 days, four games. Oh, a trip to Belmont on the 21st, too. Oh, uh, yeah. So you got five games in 14 days. So, but, <laughs> I, uh, I know you right. have some thoughts. I know, yeah. you, I know you have some thoughts on it, and we'll get to that. We, we got some time here uh, to fill. But so Coach, it's pretty normal. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, but if you look at it where you guys are, are coming from, it's really been – helter-skelter and up and down. You guys had a home match against Cleveland State in Horizon League play. Definitely didn't go the way you wanted to. Took a 3-0 nope. uh, slug, as the kids say, in that one. You bounce back. You travel to number 20 Michigan, number 20 in the country. Mm-hmm. Get a win there at Michigan and then go to Green Bay and fall 4-2. to two. Will the real Golden Grizzlies men's soccer team please stand up? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the common theme is uh, inconsistency. I mean... We, I mean, uh, we've proven when, when we, you know, right now the team we beat in the beginning of the year, VCU, when we went to Louisville, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we played Western Michigan uh, to a close game, could have gone either way. Um, and yet, for some reason in the league games, um, you know, we haven't shown up. And, um, you know, obviously that's, you know, not acceptable. And, uh, but we got to own it, man. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Sure. We're going to just. I mean, there's nothing we can do. We have to focus moving forward on, hey, this is what we did to ourselves. Having said that, this is what we're capable of on any given day. You know, we can play with any team in the country. And, uh, you know, so it's just how do we get the guys to 100% focus? Um, And we had this trouble a little bit in – I was just met with Coach Parsons last night. We kind of had a little heart-to-heart and just talking about some things, had a couple waters and, um, you know, over at the Red Ox Tavern there. And, uh, yeah, we were just kind of reminiscing about to the 2006 season was another one. We were 5-12-1, and, and, you know, we could have won probably 10 of those games, but we lost, and there was a million ways. We found a million ways to to not get results, and – you know, the next in the it was the same thing. We played well in the non conference schedule and then we just couldn't get focused in the summit league on the games that were most important and you know, we didn't make the tournament that we didn't make the conference tournament that year that was hosted on our field. So we just kinda talked about like what are the lessons that me and him learned from that, you know, when we sat down at the end of that year, because the the next year we we turned it around. Um and, you know, really ran on a good run those next couple years there. And so I think, uh, you know, we just got to get focused on Northern Kentucky. And uh, they're, uh, you know, they're a, a hardworking, blue-collar, well-coached, you know, grafting team. They're very, very tough to prepare for because, um, you know, Coach Riddle's done a good job of just kind of match-to-match doing what he needs to do 
changing the lineup, changing the formation, and they have a belief right now after getting the results that uh, you know they can play with anybody um, that they that and they got a real focus on the conference schedule as well. And so we know we're going down there with. Uh, with a, with a real tough um, order, but I think the guys kind of know what's at stake right now, and and we got to own it. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. We just have to kind of clean the slate and start over. Right, and and that's really, coach. The only thing you can do at this point do are the guys cognizant of the fact that calendar's flipped to October. I mean, you yeah. you and I had this discussion offline. Yeah, where you said, hey. Kind of running out of time here yeah. now, guy. I mean, now yeah. you have to pay attention to what's going on, and, and as you look at the Horizon League table as it stands right now, it, what's funny about it to me, Coach, you go down to North, Northern Kentucky right now sitting in fourth in the table with seven points. or two one and one, and everybody's feeling good, I'm sure, yeah. about themselves down there. You go down there and get a win, you're one point behind them, and the whole narrative flips. And, and when you're in a nine-game schedule, that that's how valuable it can be. I mean – I talked about this with Juan Pablo Favero yeah. in in the stretch that they had. They got two league wins. This season could look a hell of a lot different with, yeah. with a couple of wins. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know we we're one and three right now. Uh, you know, so we got five more games left. Um, so let's just you know best we could do is be six and three, which is a good. You know, we're probably sitting pretty good, but you can't be six and three until you're two and three, two and three, and you can't be uh, you know six and three until you're three and three and going and, down the line. And, right? and yeah, I mean, we're in uh, old school, you know, survival mode right now, and uh, and you know maybe that's what we need. You know, maybe that's the uh, kind of the kicker that we need right now. Obviously, we throw in two last non-conference opponents: Ohio State, Michigan State, which are you know never really worried that our guys are going to be ready to play those games. And uh, you know maybe that should be different, but I think you can look across the board and you know men's basketball and all the sports when we play these um, you know perennial top. Um, power five conference teams you know the the kids get up to play them and the biggest thing is I think we expend a lot of energy in those games and a lot of mental and physical energy in those games and then you know we got to regroup quick but there's 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 no uh there's no solution to that problem Neil because of the the 20 game schedule in a short period of time most of the time we're traveling to those midweek games to play the Ohio States the Michigan States the Michigans yep. you know those kinds of teams a lot of times we're traveling more than we're we're having them and you know throw in school and all the things we talked about in the last where the bear podcast and I think uh you know it's it's tough, but you know it's tough for everybody, and and we uh, we got to just circle the wagons and and uh, just focus on Northern Kentucky right now, and um, focus on trying to be, you know, ten minute increments, you know, for us, you know, sure. and let's not even talk about half. Let's just talk about ten minute increments because obviously we're we have a big tendency right now to give early goals, and uh, you know we can't keep digging ourselves a hole. Um, and it, we have to expand, spend so much energy to get back sure. into the game. I think, and I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure the only game that, you know, regular season game that we've been ahead was IUPUI. Every other game we've been down, and right. a lot of times down early. And it's not a way to live. Well, you got a tactical plan, and then you get punched in the face <laughs> and all of a sudden you know you're an 18 to 22 year old kid and you're trying to to 
to figure out and and it's hard not to be like oh, here we go again sure but you know michigan we go down early we come back we fight but we expand so much energy you know and just fighting and clawing our way to get a result against those guys and then we travel up to green bay and play a top team there um that had some rest and was playing at home and you know we go down early there and now all of a sudden we got expending a whole bunch more energy plus the travel and we just didn't have it in the tank man and right. uh we just can't keep doing that to ourselves i mean i think I'd, I'd like to see what we're like when you know this this past spring we played some tough teams but you know to be fair we we went up early on some of those teams and the chances that we got we finished and and we're com obviously a completely different team when we're playing on the front foot and so as that, is everyone yeah and i think that's got to be the focus i mean we got to stop just shooting ourselves in the foot and we gotta just you know make another team beat us let's not beat ourselves and right now um we're beating ourselves a lot of the time you're listening to the Wear the Bear podcast here on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes and SoundCloud page brought to you by the Evans Law Group my name is Neil Rule head soccer coach Eric Pogue joining us here today and attorneys who have the ability to align excellent legal knowledge with sharp business savvy provide real value to their clients dedicated to assisting businesses with their employment and labor law issues, the Evans Law Group provides real value to their clients. Perhaps this is why U.S. News & World Report recognizes the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and for the ninth straight year has recognized its founder, Cameron Evans, as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. To learn more, visit them on the web at www.evanslawgrp.com. So, Coach, uh, looking at this schedule and, and what you guys have, and I knew it because I, this is my job to know these kinds of things, but mm -hmm. but you don't really notice it until you say it. October 7th, coming up this weekend at Northern Kentucky. October 10th, home against Ohio State out of the Big Ten. October 14th, homecoming here at Oakland against Detroit Mercy. That game available locally on TV on TV20. October 17th at Michigan State. Not the biggest math guy in the world. I'm not. But <laughs> 7 to 17 is 10 days, right? Mm -hmm. It's a 10-day stretch. Four games in those 10 days. And you and I talked about this with Niall Higgins on the last Where the Bear podcast. The the scheduling. And look, I'm, I'm just going to put it like this, and, and I'll say it because I can. I don't want you to, to have to put yourself out there. Coach, this is absurd. I mean, this is absurd, and the facts of the matter are it doesn't lend to having your best product out there. It just no, it doesn't. That's no, a fact. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, you know, um, you know, college soccer just is an entity in and of itself. Um, you know, just based on the scheduling you, that you can, you know, play this many games in such a short period of time with all the travel that's involved, uh, throw in the crazy substitution patterns that you can have. Um, the travel, the academics, all that stuff that's involved. You got a 20 game schedule over a three month period of time. And it's just, I mean, call it, you know, I was talking to my good friend Andy Wagstaff, who was my assistant here for, you know, an alum, a uh, pioneer alum, and uh, doing a great job at Saginaw Valley State. And, you know, with a as great. You, as you knew he would. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's fantastic. And, uh, you know, we had a tough game last night, and we're just talking back and forth. And, you know, we all want to play this expansive, beautiful game of soccer. And, um, you know, I just said to him, I just said, Andy, I said, Wags, you know, 
the you know college soccer is just it's a different sport man and they might as well just call it like a whole different name to sure. the sport because i mean i mean here these kids are watching great i mean all the when i grew up i you couldn't find a soccer game to watch um and now kids have access to watching millions of games you know champions league games english premiership games la liga uh, la liga Serie A. i mean yeah. which is great and these guys play beautiful brand of, of soccer and it's great but you know they have these completely different set of rules i mean obviously and uh you know obviously the schedule isn't you know when i told steve clark and mitch hildebrandt and sean lewis some of my guys playing professionally right now and i I told them what our schedule is like in the next couple of weeks. They're just, I mean, pretty much they're like, that's. And they're pros. Yeah. They're like, just, that's insane. Like, <laughs> right. they're like, just, I like, you did it. They're like, yeah, but like, it's not, it's not conducive to, you know, just good football. It's mm -hmm. just not, you know, and, it, and it's everybody. I'm not saying I'm any different than Detroit or Northern Kentucky or Belmont or, you know, and we're maybe got a little bit easier than like, say a place like Belmont, you know, where pretty much everyone in our league is a, a freaking 10 hour bus ride for those guys, right. you know? Um, but it's just insanity. And the reality of where our league's at right now is most of us are traveling a lot more than we're hosting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it's a lot, and it, it's just not good. And so I know, you know, the, the Division One men's soccer coaches, you know, are we're in a big push right now to uh, turn the soccer season into a kind of a full-year calendar um, with kind of 10 games in the fall, a little bit of a, a break in the, in the December and January time frame for the holidays pick back up and start training again and then you got 10 games in the spring with your championship in june um that'll basically eliminate your midweek games you basically just play on you know either a saturday or a sunday more conducive to getting the the proper uh training regime i mean this week honestly neil and five weeks this is the first time we've been able to have like a quality training session. Right. We're full on all the way, everything you want to do, everything you want to implement. Sort of. But then again, you're also at this stage where your guys are absolutely zapped. Right. Physically and mentally. And, you know, at mid-major schools like ours, we, you know, we don't have the luxury of having, you know, 20, you know, the depth of maybe some other schools and, and, but, you know, we want to train, but the, the bodies of the guys are important as well and we're in a freaking relegation battle here so like it's one of those where we we need to train we want to train we had the the best training session we've had the entire year yesterday the guys expended loads of energy loads of intensity all the things I brought them in at the end and you know coach Gordon put together a really good training session from you know two hours and you know, I brought the team in and I said, you know, that's what a championship training session of a championship Horizon League championship level team looks like. And that's one of the first times that I've seen that this year. And, you know, listen, I'll put that right on me at the end and in the beginning, because at, at, at the end of the day, that falls on me to make that happen. But the schedule doesn't make that real possible i mean you get here the eighth and you're playing games within three days and 
you know, it's not like, say, basketball where, like, they come in or they come in the summertime and they can, you know, I was talking to Coach Tungate and he's like, his spring ball or, you know, he's able to, is like leading into his season. So he's able to, you know, start putting some pieces of the mm-hmm. puzzle together. So now that they've just started, they already know their system. They already know their thing. Well, I did that January to April and then they went away all summer played on one, two, three summer league teams that might play different. All different systems, all different players, training regiments, all different players. All yeah. different coaching philosophies. You know, maybe I want to press. This coach doesn't want to press. This coach wants him to press inside. The other coach wants him to press outside. One coach says, hey, I want you to play right back. I want him to play left mid. Right. You know, and so you get there in the eighth and you're talking about things from last year that you were implementing, yet – you got some new players, freshmen, transfers, guys that weren't a part of that. And then now you're throwing in the fact that you got a game against Bowling Green three days after you start. And you got, oh, yeah, by the way, and then you're going to travel down to Louisville and play one of the top seven teams in the country. Sure. And so you're just learning on the fly. And, like, I'm not having a pity party. I'm just telling you the facts of life. Of Like, we're kind of learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. And so this full-year academic calendar is something that men's soccer is really trying to get behind. And I think the only complaint really from the players is I think the players just want some more time off. Sure. I think they like that one week in behind, but I don't think they want to go all the way to June because I think they do like that summer soccer Mm -hmm. break. Maybe it's summer soccer is a little bit too long for them. Or maybe it's just they would like summer soccer and then like. Well, it felt long to me, coach, as as a broadcaster for yeah, Detroit I mean, City FC. I mean, it just it didn't stop. It didn't. I mean, granted, they went to the national semifinals, but it just it there was always a game going on, and then we roll right in. I, you yeah, and I talked about yeah, this, like not, calling yeah. the games. I I <laughs> I call games all year long, yeah. all the way around. Yeah. There was no there was no break, never stopped. Yeah, I mean we talked about it with Niall, you know, sure. and uh, you know a lot of our players, you know, n- you know Nick Strack, Alec Green, they played at Lansing United. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a bunch of guys uh, kind of playing with the Michigan Stars. We had some guys kind of all over the place, but you know Niall, I told you in the thing, Niall came to me right before the season. It's like, hey, coach, can I maybe not come the first couple of days of preseason? Right. And it's not that he didn't want to be there, but my man was just burned out. Sure. And that's just the one guy that would actually ask me if he didn't have to show up. Right. The other guys were like, I ain't, ask, I ain't asking that question. <laughs> they were thinking it. You know, didn't. and I wanted to let him, but, you know, you let him, but it's everybody. I mean, then Travis Harrington could say, hey, I played a million games with Oakland County FC. Like, I need to. And so it's just just vicious cycle, and it's just not conducive. And here we are as college coaches being told that we're not developing enough pro level players. Um, so in turn, how, 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 how are you going to do it? Right. How are you going to do it? You know, like, and so we're really pushing it. Um, the student athletes, I think want it, but I think it needs to get tweaked a little bit where, you know, we're not shutting out the summer teams that are such a big part of it as well. Um, and we're allowing these kids to have a summertime, man. Like can Go up north. Can you hit up the beach? Can you? The pros get a, get off time. You, Professionals. The, Cristiano Ronaldo is, t- is taking some time off. Chris, I mean, he's sixty minutes. Christian Pulisic, you know, yeah. he's right, you know he's got time. He's going to prom. He's you know, he's <laughs> Crazy. He, these guys don't you know they don't even get their Fourth of July where they can go out to uh, 
you know, clear, you know, up to right. Just, I know because I'm calling the game. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's it's you 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 get it. It's just I mean, it's so hard. Here's the the the, the first week in a while that we're able to run some training sure. sessions, but yet you know our guys are a bit physically and mentally taxed. Um, but to be fair to them, they were absolutely brilliant yesterday and, and really pushed themselves through it. But now we got to dial them back today a little bit. Sure. And we got to make them think with their mind a little bit more today versus their body. Um, and, uh, you know, they understand the task at hand with, um, you know, with the Northern Kentucky team that's, um, you know, really firing all cylinders and, and didn't get a result against Milwaukee. And so now you're walking into a team that, you know, is also understanding that they can get beat. Sure. In and and, and and as I talked about too, the dynamic of the table can can flip at the snap of a finger. Yeah, and I don't think we can. You know what I? One thing I'm trying to focus on, just starting with myself, filtering down to my staff, filtering down to the players, is I got to stop being fearful. You know, I can't be afraid to fail, be afraid of this, be afraid of that. You know, like it just doesn't do any good and it filters down to the team of like just playing nervous, playing scared, like how do you, how do you get how do you get we'll real talk it right now, Coach. Yeah, how, yeah. how do you get past it? There's I, banners hanging at that field. I mean, yeah, they, there they, is, they, you know. NCAA champion NCAA hey. tournament victories over ranked SEC teams. I mean you, you guys yeah. have been there, you've done that. Yeah, and it's it's but every year's a it's a changing dynamic and mm-hmm. you wanna go back and kinda you know, like I was reminiscing with Coach Parsons about 2007, you know, and 2006, 2007, and then we're sitting there. I'm like, yeah, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> a decade ago, right. You right. know, like you, we can use some of that, but things have, you know, things have changed. And it, and I think that's horrible. The first thing you got to do, honestly, for me, Neil, is you got to own it, man. You yeah. got to own it from, from the start, from me. Like, how am I going to say, hey, to my assistants, don't feel like this or hey to my players don't feel like this when I feel like that right you know I'm fighting just as hard and watching as much video paralysis by analysis um and you're trying to get it right man like you love these kids you I mean I give them 17 years of my life to this place Mm -hmm. you know like uh you know I love Oakland University and I love everything and love Oakland soccer and I want it to be as successful as possible and I, I don't want the alums to think that you know, we've fallen off or that anything. I just think it's hard, man. It's hard right now in Division One athletics to, to, you know, to just grind out those results on a sure. consistent basis. And I think for me, it's owning, owning that kind of, that fear and, and stopping and just, you know, being more positive, being more upbeat, and then making sure that that translates down to the staff and from the staff that translates down to the players and, you know, you, I think you get, you know, you get back from the world, what you put into it. And, uh, just in these past few days, I've noticed a difference, you know, within myself, with the staff and with the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's just one piece to the puzzle. So sure. you're that, listening to the Wear the bear podcast here on the golden Grizzlies, iTunes and SoundCloud page brought to you by the Evans law group. My name is Neil rule, men's soccer coach, Eric Pogue joining us here today and coach, uh, before we wrap things up here, wanted to get your take on this. And we're, we're talking about the game this weekend. Obviously, at Northern Kentucky, Ohio State rolls into town. Detroit Mercy rolls into town on the 14th. Homecoming, TV 20. Uh, Do you ever think you'd see the day 
Men's Soccer, NCAA Men's Soccer, will be on local network television, available to everyone. Um, Detroit Mercy's in town, part of the Metro Series Rivalry Cup, driven by Trinity Transportation. Just tons going on. You, you'll probably have your biggest crowd of the year. Uh, local television, points on the line for the Metro Series Rivalry Cup. I mean, this this is a pretty incredible time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I, being against Detroit, I think it's great. It's homecoming. That makes it great. I mean, this kind of harkens me back to the the days in the probably the 80s and the 90s when on some of the Oakland games were on pa good old pass. Pass sports. Good yeah. old pass sports. And uh, I was talking to Coach Parsons again yeah. about this yesterday. You know, <laughs> I miss, just I miss pass sports. You know, like I saw some pictures of the – I mean, just – I mean, yeah, it harkens back to kind of those days, and and I think it's just great for the the the, the rivalry, the the players. Obviously, a lot's going to be on the line. Uh, you know, alumni are going to be back. We're going to be having the uh, the the second installment, the second inaugural Oakland versus uh, Detroit Mercy I-75 Alumni Derby Cup um, on the Friday night before that here at Oakland, where the you know, the over-30 squads between Oakland and uh, Detroit will go at it, and then we'll kind of have an open game with the Young Bucks, uh, both schools right. kind of going at each there'll, other. There'll be more muscle cream used in the over-30 game, Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. more of the icy hot, a little more wraps. Oh, man, there'll be a lot of ice going on, a lot of ice baths. <laughs> uh, a, lot of guys, a lot of guys won't be walking. In it. But we got guys flying in from Israel and Norway and across the country sure. for it, and, um, you know, I think it's something that, that we started last year that's really been great and I think just that whole weekend throwing Midnight Madness for the basketball programs and all the athletic programs being recognized on Friday night and then you know Saturday afternoon is our game then the women got a huge clash against kind of the you know the cream of the crop when you're talking about women's soccer right now in in the Horizon League which is Milwaukee mm -hmm. So what a great day throwing, you know, the football game uh, on campus. And I think, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's exciting. And I know the guys are all excited to, to have the game on TV. And, you know, the ESPN3 is great. But, you know, throw on actually it's going to be on, you know, TV20. And I think it just, you know, kind of adds to the prestige and the, the value that, you know, we're putting on, you know, putting good quality experiences out here for for our players and, and for our rivalries that we have with, with places like that. Coach, Ohio State coming into town October 10th. You guys will travel to Michigan State on the 17th as well. Big Ten matchups. And look, I'll be honest with you. You know me. You know, you know where I stand on that. It, I know when you boil it all down and you get to the facts of it, they're inconsequential as to as to what the prize is. However, to me, mm -hmm. somebody who's an o Oakland alum, uh, there's a lot of juice to these yeah, matchups. To me, you know, you can't, you know, you want to play a great game against a tough Northern Kentucky team, you know, you know, and then you turn around in a couple of days and you host Ohio State, and you know, John Bloom and his staff have always been great about coming here and playing us at our place, um, and. Um, you know, you don't want to just turn around and just kind of throw that game away because, to be honest, Neil, you you owe it to programs like that as well from an RPI standpoint to put out your best, put your best foot forward. Sure. And to make the RPI and who makes the tournament and to make it legitimate, you know, and that you're not just cashing in games for other games. So I think it's important to the reputation of your program that you 
that you know everybody knows Oakland will play anybody anywhere anytime and it'll help us get to where we want to go and we're always going to give you everything that we got and you know I don't want that to change and I don't think our players and our alums want that to change so um, but we really just got to focus on a northern Kentucky team that's you know playing good soccer right now very sound defensively you know tactically do what they have to do to get results playing at home and you know coming off of a loss so I think both of us I think it's a massive game for both of our teams and I know um, I think it'll be you know uh, a good game for both teams and we'll focus on that one and then short turnaround but at least we're back here at home for two straight games sure. with, with Ohio State and uh, you know Detroit Mercy so let's just kind of get through this weekend and and then kind of regroup ourselves after that absolutely so the story will be written uh, there's no doubt about it coach it's, this is a there's a crossroads in the season coming up I I don't think I'm overstating that no. I mean it's kind of my job to overstate things but no, I don't think I'm overstating not, yeah I, I'm just never been one to like shy away from reality you sure. know you know I'm gonna own what you know I'm the leader of this program uh, you know the CEO of the program the manager of the program and you know that it starts with me and we're not where we want to be but uh, I mean if we play the way we're capable and we've shown that we can play I mean we really can beat anybody in the country but we're running out of time man like right can't keep saying that <laughs> eventually it's not going to be true anymore yeah you're, you're right you coach, know you're right. and 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 so we've done it in the past um but let's not focus on the past let's focus on what we got to do moving forward and um you know if the guys are committed as they were yesterday in training after a couple of days of rest and recovery and just regrouping. If they're as committed as they showed yesterday in our training session, then, you know, I, I, I can, you know, be very, very happy and pleased and sleep at night, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, at least we're going to give every ounce that we have and, and, uh, you know, fight to the, the final minute. So, We'll live with it. All right, Coach. Well, as always, we certainly do appreciate the time. Remember, if you want to subscribe, go to iTunes, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you are in there to the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. For men's soccer coach Eric Pogue, my name is Neil Wool, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.